Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, well, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber, and it is great to be with you today, and it is doubly great to be with you today because I'm pleased to let you know and remind you, which I'm sure I probably don't need to do, that that interminable, interminable international break is over. Yes, the numbness of World Cup qualifying is behind us. And we can move on to greener pastures. And thank God, Arsene Wenger's plan seems to be getting shot down by every league on the planet of having the World Cup every two years. I, for one thing, couldn't think of anything more dire. Um, all right. Well, look, it is great to be with you. I'm with you each and every week, 9, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, midnight Pacific. Uh, that is 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. We are also on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, and I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It is wonderful to be with you uh, on this show, going to the American Forces Network. Um, If you miss any part of the show, don't worry. You can catch us on our podcast network. All you've got to do is go to your favorite podcast provider, search World Soccer Radio, and subscribe. And if you can't find us there, head over to our actual podcast network, uh, those are the folks that actually take care of all the heavy lifting. The fine people at the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V Podcast Network, uh, head over there. And uh, they have lots of other great uh, soccer programming as well. Well, we have a big show tonight because we're going to go through every single Premier League match coming up this weekend. I'm going to give you my picks, my predictions. We'll take a look at some of the values if you want to place a, a little wager or two. And there are some interesting matches. I won't say there's a plethora of massive uh, you know, clashes, except for maybe at the King Power, where Leicester City will be hosting Manchester City. But let's get to it all. Let's also talk about the issue with the Brazilians uh, not being able to play. Um, and, of course, this, we'll see, this weekend we will see uh, CR7 taking the pitch for uh, the first time in an awfully long time in a Manchester United kit. All right, I'm Nick Gieber. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm going to step aside, take a break, and we'll be right back to kick it off after these messages. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. By now, you should have All right, welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio, Sports Byland Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. I'm Nick Eber. Uh, we're gonna get to all the Premier League matches coming up. By the way, uh, the NFL is here already, and uh, it seems like it was just yesterday we had the Super Bowl, but it is back. And it is rolling, and COVID aside, it seems to be uh, hitting all the ground with, you know, all cylinders firing and all the other analogies that you could possibly think of. Having said that, folks, um, if you like to wager on the NFL, and, you know, lots and lots and lots of people do. It is the most popular betting sport here in the United States. There's no better place to do that 
than with my good friends at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. They have everything you may want, point spreads, money lines, prop bets, you name it. They got it. And you can get it all very simply by going to betonline.ag on your uh, desktop or your mobile device. Right now, if you head over to betonline.ag and sign up now, you'll get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's right, a 50% bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. So I recommend you head over there. A great idea to do so. Uh, And if you like to bet on the Premier League, on the Champions League, on La Liga, on Europa League, on nose picking, on darts or billiards or MMA or wrestling or boxing or snooker or tennis, golf, whatever. They got it all, folks. Everything you might want over at betonline.ag. Head over there, tell them Nick from World Soccer Radio sent you. And this show is presented to you by betonline.ag. Look, before we get to the Premier League, and there are some really exciting matches, uh, before we get into the topic, I want to talk about this segment which is uh, something going on with the U.S. women and the U.S. men. I want to give a big shout-out to my good friend, Ray Orozco, a regular listener on the show. I don't know how long Ray has been listening to my shows, probably for 20 years, maybe. Anyway, Ray wants me to say hi to his mom. She sadly passed away. Uh, Mimi, uh, you are desperately missed by your son uh, and uh, and for every, and everybody that knew you. Um, Ray, we are so sorry for your loss here at World Soccer Radio. Uh, you know, your mother, Mimi, uh, may her memory uh, be a blessing, Ray. Uh, all right. Um, by the way, she was a big Ronaldo fan. <laughs> and, I, and I think, I don't know if she means he means Fat Ronnie or Cristiano Ronaldo. But um, hey, you know what? If it's uh, either one, uh, she had good taste in footballers. All right. Um, let's get back to it because... There's a story rolling around where U.S. soccer has now fired another broadside in the ongoing battle for equal pay with the U.S. women's national team. Now, if you listen to this show, you're going to know three things. Number one, I'm a big fan of women's soccer and the women's program here in the United States and globally. Number two, I'm a firm believer in equal pay for equal work, and I am a bit of a feminist, I suppose. Number three, I think the U.S. women are way out of line and that I think that there's an awful lot of publicity and politicking going on in their so-called quest for equal pay with the uh, U.S. Soccer Federation. And the reason for that is simple. Under their collective bargaining agreement, the U.S. women got to craft the contract that they wanted with U.S. Soccer Federation. And that was more than just a match bonus that was regular salaries for their players and support of their club programs. Because let's face it, there is not as much revenue in women's soccer today as there is in the men's game. Now, that may change, and God knows we all want it to change. And let's hope that 10 years down the line, it's a totally different situation. But as we stand right now today, the value of the men's game far exceeds, I'm talking about financially, folks, far exceeds the value of the women's game. Yeah, men play, male players play, paid more by their clubs to play because they have big broadcast deals and those clubs make a lot of money. All you've got to do is look at the Premier League. 
one of the points of contention that the U.S. women have had with U.S. soccer because their suit for equal pay was actually thrown out by a judge in L.A. And it's on appeal. But um, back in May of this year, a judge in L.A. threw out the pay claim, ruled, ruling that the women rejected a pay-to-play structure like the men have and accepted gender-based salaries and benefits, in fact, that were better than the men. And listen, this makes great sense, right? The men make a ton much more money on their club teams than the women do. So if you want to be a professional woman footballer, you need support and help because your club isn't going to be able to pay you a wage, basically, that is commensurate with the job you're doing. So the national team, in order to fill that gap, has been stopgapping that as part, uh, with money, and that's all been part of the collective bargaining agreement. And so the women are standing up and saying, we don't get equal pay, this, that, and the other, and a, a judge in L.A. said basically BS, okay? And fair enough, I actually agree with that judge. The other side of the equation is the bonus pay for World Cup. In other words, when you win the World Cup, World Cup has a, a FIFA have a prize pool. And they have a prize pool for the Men's World Cup that was some 400 million in France. And I believe it was some 30 million for the last Women's World Cup. And that gets distributed. So the French who won the World Cup, they got, they got uh, $38 million as a bonus for the French Soccer Federation. And the women, the U.S. women, when they won the World Cup, they got $6 million. Of course, the Women's World Cup is a much smaller global event, not an insignificant event, not a tiny event, not a meaningless event, but it is not nearly as big of an event as the Men's World Cup. It's like saying, and God, I hate to say this, I'm going to get crucified. It's like saying, you know, why does a AAA baseball team make less than a Major League Baseball team? And actually, if you listen to this show, you'll know that I'm telling you men and women's soccer are two different games. I enjoy them both. So what the women have wanted FIFA to do, uh, pardon me, U.S. Soccer Federation to do, is to say, hey, we were given $6 million by FIFA for winning the World Cup, but the French men were given $38 million by FIFA for winning the Men's World Cup. Therefore, the U.S. Soccer Federation should give us $32 million to make it even. I mean, that is a ludicrous and dumb suggestion. Now, FIFA has gone away to boosting the prize pool and this, that, and the other. So what the U.S. Soccer Federation is doing is saying, hey, why don't we pool the prize money, the money bonus to the men and the money bonus to the women, and distribute it equally? Of course the women don't want that. Because the women won the World Cup and the U.S. men didn't even make the World Cup. So it becomes a pointless argument, and it, 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 in my opinion, the women's national team are picking those pieces of their argument that support their case, and they're ignoring the vast majority of it that doesn't. And you know, I think that is unfortunate. I would love to see equal pay for all. I'd love to see equal value for all, because I enjoy both enormously. But until that time there's going to be a discrepancy. 
I mean, let's face it. Uh, you know, what, what, what are the minor leagues of NASCAR versus the Cup Series? I mean, they pay differently. That is the reality of life. It sucks sometimes. But hey, women's soccer is on a great footing and is growing, and we can only hope that 5 or 10 or 15 years from now, we don't even have to have this discussion. All right, I'll be right back. Let's get to it. After the break, let's get down and dirty with our Premier League preview. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I'm your host, Nick Kieber. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast for when you're up super late. And if for some reason you can't listen to me during any of those time frames, never fear. You can always catch our podcast anywhere you get your podcasts or on the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network. We're also on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and the award-winning SiriusXM app. Uh, let's get right to it, shall we? By the way, find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, there was an interesting article that I just saw in uh, uh, ESPN. And it's kind of typical of why I get very irritated with um, some of the talking heads, in this case, Taylor Twelman. Although, having said that, I actually like Taylor Twelman, and I think most of the time um, I think he gives good insight and certainly has an opinion. And in this case, he and I are going to agree to disagree. Because Taylor Twelman has said that Greg Berhalter saved his job with the adjustments he made versus Honduras that brought the U.S. the late win. Now, I scratch my head on this one, folks. If you listen to the show on Wednesday, I told you that I don't even pay attention to World Cup qualifying because CONCACAF is such a crappy confederation. And the U.S. team is very, has a lot of talent. Same with Mexico. Same occasionally with other countries such as Costa Rica, depending on, you know, how, how the talent's working through the system. But for me, the U.S. is, you know, it's not a function of if they qualify. If they don't qualify then, you know, you pull the trigger on the nuclear explosion. So, you know, for me, i just going to go, eh, okay. You know, it's a rough first couple of games in qualifying, two draws, and then a win against a team they should be spanking. But, you know, there's never a doubt in my mind that the U.S. is not going to qualify for Qatar. And how quickly we forget... Let's go back to August the 1st when the U.S. wins the Gold Cup. Taylor Twelman's a genius. He plays the young kids. He gives them his opportunity. Blah, blah, blah. Greatest, you know, fantastic win. And it was indeed a fantastic win. Don't get me wrong. And then before that, the U.S. won the Nations League, both times beating arch nemesis Mexico along the way. Oh, give me this crap about Greg Berhalter saving his job with adjustments versus Honduras. Look, Taylor... I like you. I like you as a person. I liked you as a player. And I think you're a good, decent pundit. But, you know, there are certain headlines we can make to get people to listen. And I suppose you're getting me to talk about it right now. So I suppose what you said was, is working. But I, I just, you know, I, I can't believe anybody would really think that. 
Greg Berhalter in 2021 has brought home the bacon. He's not just brought home the bacon. He's brought home the whole hog, not once, but twice. And it's not like he's, you know, this is the point I want you to remember here, okay? The U.S. is qualifying for the World Cup in CONCACAF. The two tournaments Greg Berhalter has just won are both CONCACAF tournaments against that very same opposition the U.S. will be facing along the very long, arduous, and tedious World Cup qualification process. So give it a break, Taylor. You're kidding me, right? You really think the U.S. Soccer Federation is going to fire Taylor Twelman even if he had had a draw with Honduras? Even if he'd lost to Honduras? Spare me that nonsense. You can talk all you want about the Jürgen Klinsmans and the Bruce Aridas. And by the way, his name's kind of disappeared off the face of the footballing world for a long time. And that, to me, is a good thing. I'm not a fan of Bruce Arena. But Taylor Twelman? He's outdone them all. And I know, I know. If you're a fan of the New England Revolution, Bruce Arena is still on your radar. Okay, fine. Or five people that are fans of the revolution. So there you go. A silly headline. But made the headlines nevertheless. Bigger headline, however. Messi overtakes Pele as the leading South American goal scorer. Hmm? Incredible. Brazil beats Peru 2-0, but on the other side in Argentina, Lionel Messi scores three goals in Buenos Aires. 79 goals in 153 games. Look, Lionel Messi is an incredible player. On one-upping the Brazilians, beating Peru 2-0 at home, Argentina beats Bolivia 3-0 at home. Good stuff, actually. Although Bryce Brazil sort are running away with the uh, World Cup qualifying so far. That's a newsworthy story. Messi already taking the pitch at PSG. Ronaldo getting ready this weekend to take the pitch for United at Old Trafford. Do you have any wonder... Do you have any thoughts about what the results of that Man United-Newcastle match are going to be? I tell you what, I'm going to kind of eke a little preview, move a little ahead of ourselves here. Newcastle are plus 1,400 to win that game at Old Trafford. I mean, I'd probably put Newcastle a plus 1,400 to win any game. They're that bad. But it's going to be a big event at Old Trafford on Saturday. Whether you like United or not, and I certainly don't like United, uh, you have to appreciate the event, right? You have to appreciate it. 
And it's great for the Premier League. And I love it because it just rubs those silly little supporters in their face. The people that said the Glazers were making a laughing stock of their club. I love it. Love it. All right, well, let's get to it, shall we? Shall we start our match preview? Why not? Let's start with Crystal Palace Tottenham. Uh, this one at Selhurst Park. Um, the Crystal Palace got a pretty good point against West Ham last match, and um, I think they're getting progressively better. And I kind of put some quotation marks around then, around them. I mean, Crystal Palace are one of these teams that are two to three players away from being a really good, solid, winning Premier League team. I'm not saying they're breaking in the top four, five, six, seven, or eight, but I'm going to say competing for a top 10 position. Instead, they're really kind of struggling, and they are winless on the season. They've only scored, uh, what, two goals in three games? And that is the problem. You have to score goals. By the way, West Ham United, I know it's kind of a, an aside here, scored 10 goals so far. Wow. So is Manchester City. Guess who's conceded 10? Well, we're going to get to that. All right. Well, let's talk about Crystal Palace Tottenham then. Let's get to it. So Tottenham, uh, we talked about Palace. Look, you know, they're, they're struggling, no doubt about it. Um, but on the other side, Tottenham Hotspur have very quietly slid their way to the top of the table. Three games, scored three goals, conceded none. I mean, they played Man City, they played Wolves, and they played Watford. And, you know, the one thing I would say about this is when you look at Spurs at the top of the table, perfect start of the season, that's great. I mean, you know, you want that. But you have to think they have, they're going to need to score more than one goal a game. And, yeah, okay, maybe you're not expecting them to score more than a goal against City in a game that they won, by the way. But you are certainly expecting them to score more goals against, uh, uh, against the likes of Wolves or Watford. So this weekend we'll see Harry Kane. But we could be missing Son Young-min on Saturday uh, because of a calf problem he got while he was playing for South Korea in these ridiculous, interminable World Cup qualifiers. Folks, and you wonder why clubs have had enough, right? I mean, really, you wonder why they have had enough. BetOnline.ag has Crystal Palace as the long shots at home, plus 315. Tottenham Hotspur, the favorites, at minus 102. The draws, plus 245. Uh, for my money, I'm going to take Tottenham, the away team, at minus 102. I think they'll get it done. Uh, you know, I, I, I think they'll continue. I think it'll be four in a row for Spurs. Or the only thing I'm going to say is enjoy your table-topping position while you can. Because I think other than the opening day match against City, it's been pretty easy. Wolves, Watford, Tottenham. By the way, uh, point out, Liverpool, you know, other than their, their Chelsea, but they had a pretty easy start with Norwich and Burnley, right? I mean, you can only play who you put up against. Anyhow, I predict it'll be 12 points in 12 for Tottenham Hotspur. After Saturday morning, that is the early game. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, let's not let's knock the rest of them out, shall we? Arsenal, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Leicester, Manchester City. 
Man United, Newcastle. Southampton, West Ham United. Wolves, Watford. Chelsea, Villa. Leeds, Liverpool. And Everton, Burnley. We'll get, them, go get to them all right after the break. This is World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. All right, welcome back. You're here with me, Nick Eber, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. This is World Soccer Radio, presented by betonline.ag. And we have, uh, you know, nine more matches to get through in the Premier League as we do our patented Premier League pundit preview and prognostication show because you can't have too many Ps, but you can today because it's Friday and this is what we do. I'd like to welcome back all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. And a reminder to you to pick up our podcast wherever you get your podcasts, or even better, go to our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network, where you can uh, subscribe and thrive, because you'll have my voice downloaded to your device as soon as the show's over, and then you can listen to me on the loo, or running, or in your car, or whatever it is you're doing, where you want to listen to my voice. Lucky you. Let's go to the Emirates. Next up, Arsenal hosting Norwich. Well, you know, a relegation battle already just three games in, and I smile when I say that, but Arsenal, oh, just got awful. Arsenal played Manchester City. Okay, a tough match, yes. Arsenal played Chelsea. All right, a tough match. Arsenal played Brentford. Well, shouldn't be a touch tough match. Three matches in, they've conceded nine goals. They have yet to put one in the back of the net. We're talking Arsenal Football Club here. We're talking the Gunners. We're talking about one of the biggest football brands in the world. At the dead bottom of the Premier League. Now, they are keeping faith with Arteta for sure. But they are not giving him the support he needs. But I can tell you, they will certainly get something out of this game. Because Norwich, well, you know, they will fight. And they will get relegated again. But there's something about the Canaries. You know, they're like the boxer that always shows up and gets punched and knocked out. But he always gets up for the fight. I have a grudging admiration for them, both on the pitch and in terms of in the boardroom, they are sticking to their guns. They have their plan. They understand what is desperately dangerous to do in the club. And they are not going to do it. They are not going to sell their soul to stay up another year in the Premier League. If that's what, if that's what it means. And I, I think I, I definitely respect that. And I hope you do too. But what I can tell you is if the Gunners don't win this game... You can rest assured that the faith, quote-unquote, they're keeping in Mikel Arteta is going to be uh, diminished very, very quickly. Just like everything else, it's uh, what have you done for me lately. Arsenal, minus 200 favorites on betonline.ag. Norwich, plus 550. I am going to take the Gunners for the home win, minus 200, and they will get three points. If you are a Gunners 
If you are a gooner and you follow Arsenal, you are going to want to see goals against a team like Norwich, a team that has conceded 10 goals. The most goals conceded by any team so far in the season, but they have scored one goal more than Arsenal. 100% more goals they've scored than Arsenal. They've scored one, Arsenal have scored none. We'll see what happens. Next up, Man United, Newcastle. Again, Old Trafford, Cristiano Ronaldo taking the pitch. <clears throat> I mean, when you look at Man United and you look at how they were bringing a guy like Edison Cavani off the bench who was having an impact. It, it, it's hard to fail to understand how the addition of a player like Ronaldo, okay, who may not be quite the player he was a few years ago, but is by all means a top-quality, world-class player who will get you goals. And Newcastle, well, Newcastle are desperate for a win because they're desperately bad. They got, two, they got a point off of Southampton, scored two goals against them, but that was a home. They lost to Villa. They lost to West Ham. They have been scoring some goals, so I'm going to take um, United for this one, uh, minus 500. But I do think this will be a 2-1 scoreline. That's my prediction. Two, or Let's make it 3-1, I think, Ronaldo. And Ronaldo will score on his debut. All right, next up, Brentford against Brighton. And Brentford have been the surprise package so far this season. They are unbeaten with draws against Villa, Crystal Palace, and that big opening day win at home against Arsenal. Uh, they are scoring a couple of goals here and there, but they are not really conceding defensively. <coughs> They're very strong. Brighton, on the other hand, are somewhat of the opposite. They scored two goals against Burnley. Uh, they scored two goals against Watford, and they did lose 2-0 to Everton. Um, I am going to go on a limb here. I'm going to say this one is a draw at plus 210. And Brentford, the surprise package in the Premier League, will stay unbeaten. Leicester City, Manchester City is the next one. Now, City have an issue. Edison and Gabriel Jesus shouldn't play. Now, they may play them anyway, but this is based on the fact that they did not release them for their international duty, which is based on the fact that they would have had to quarantine for 10 days when they came back because Brazil, a red zone for COVID. I hope they play them. But you're going to see Scott Carson playing if that's if they don't play because Zach Steffen is injured. Um, this is a rematch of the Community Shield. I think that Leicester City... It's at home against Man City. I, you know, I like Leicester City for a point here, folks. I'm going to take Leicester City 1, Manchester City 1, uh, plus 310. I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. It's at the KP. Leicester have had not the greatest starts because they had that loss against uh, West Ham United. Uh, but other than that, you know, I'm going to stay Leicester 1, City 1. Southampton, I've got to kind of move along here. That's why I'm, I'm sort of zipping along. Southampton. Uh, West is that the next one? Southampton, West Ham United. Um, wow, this is uh, one of these matches. You know, I, West Ham are showing that they really have the makings of a very exciting team. 
Southampton are struggling this season. There's no doubt about that, right? I am... Tessa Mary's... I'm going to take West Ham for the win here. They're currently second in the table. They're unbeaten. They played Leicester City. They played Newcastle. They played Crystal Palace. Uh, folks, West Ham United have scored 10 goals. I have to take them against Southampton, and I think it's going to be a 3-1 scoreline. All right, plus 145 for West Ham United. Watford-Wolves is the next match we are looking at. Uh, Watford have lost their past two games. They started off the season beating Villa, um, but I don't see them beating Wolverhampton Wanderers. You know, Wolves have had a rough start of, uh, to the season. You have to like them to score goals. Whether Raul Jimenez will play or not, I don't know. I think last time, last I heard was that he was going to play. But you know what? Defensively, Wolves are pretty good. The problem they have is goal scoring. Look, they held Leicester to one goal. They held Tottenham to one goal. And they held Man United to one goal. Uh, I have to like them against Watford. I have to like them at one goal to nil. Take Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, at a plus 130, 1-0. Chelsea, Aston Villa. Well, um... Is Lukaku going to play? Is he injured? Is a thigh injury? I'm going to go out on a limb, folks. I'm going to say it really doesn't matter, okay? Villa tied 1-1 with Brentford. They beat Newcastle 2-0, and they lost against Watford. I'm not a big fan of this uh, Villa side. They're conceding goals. Yeah, they are scoring a few, but against Chelsea, who held Liverpool goalless, well, who held Liverpool to that 1-1 draw when they were a man down for more than half the game, you have to like Chelsea at the bridge for this one at minus 335. I'm going to say 2-0 to the Blues. Uh, Leeds, Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool going to win this game, okay? But it is going to be a fun game. Both these teams like to attack. Leeds, well, they're off to a little bit of a rocky start this season. Uh, they're going to do just fine. I'm not worried about it. Um but, you know, they do just go at you all guns blazing, right? And, of course, teams shouldn't do that against Liverpool because Liverpool are clinical. And with their front four they have, and not all playing at one time, but with the four... <coughs> now, we don't know if Firmino and Fabinho are going to play, or Allison. but quite frankly, with or without them, Liverpool's still going to win this game. Uh, it is at Ellen Road. I do like Liverpool, minus 135. I think this is going to be a three, uh, a two-one scoreline. And finally, Everton against Burnley. Um, you know, Everton have been, I think, very pleasantly surprised Everton fans about the job Rafa Benitez is doing. They did drop two uh, two points against Leeds uh, when they were two-two at Allen Road. Uh, but folks, they are scoring goals, and that's what the fans want to see. They are not really conceding goals. Burnley, to me, one of the more shall we say, less exciting clubs in the Premier League. Uh, they are lost to Brighton, uh, they lost to Liverpool, and they drew Leeds United. Uh, I think Everton are going to win. This is at Goodison Park. I'm going to take Everton for the win at minus 135. I'm going to say a scoreline of one goal to nil. So there are your matches. Ten matches. Saturday, Sunday, 
and Monday. There is only one match on Sunday, by the way, people. That's the Leeds-Liverpool. And then on Monday is the Everton-Burnley. These are going to be great matches to watch. Clearly, the big match of the weekend is Leicester City-Manchester City, where I am predicting a bit of an upset, predicting a draw. You know, Manchester City are really one of these teams that are truly snake-bit sometimes. You know, they are focused in on the Champions League this season. They were focused in on the Champions League last season. After winning the Premier League two years in a row, they then lose it to Liverpool, but they focus in on the Champions League. They make it to the final. They get beaten by their uh, uh, their, uh, England rivals of Chelsea. Then it's a focus back on the Champions League. Then, of course, your big rival, PSG, signs Messi. You're not only that, but you're in a group with them. Oh, my goodness, it's bad for Manchester City in terms of the karma. Now, <clears throat> did Manchester City have an awesome squad that's capable of winning everything? Of course. Are they off to a slightly rocky start? Well, you know, yeah. the, que- the only answer I can give you there is if conceding one goal in three games, albeit that was at the, London sta- at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to London, I mean to Tottenham, listen to me, um... And for that, they dropped two points and dropped to seventh place. Yeah, they're just unlucky. But I just... Something about this Leicester City side. They have belief. They have desire. They have Harry Kane, of course. You know, and that's the big story, right? Harry Kane facing the club that did everything in their power to sign him over the summer. So that's the match to keep an eye out. Manchester City, Leicester, or Leicester, Man City. It's at the KP... I'm predicting a draw. When we come back, we're going to wrap it all up, and I'm going to give you a quick recap of all the matches and all my choices. This is World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag. Nick Eber with you. Just a reminder, every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern time, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East. I'll be with you right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM, as well as iHeartRadio. Tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app and, of course, the podcast on the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Podcast Network or wherever you download and subscribe to your podcast. I promise you I would give you a recap of all of my picks and we just have about a minute left. So I'm going to use this opportunity to do that. All of the uh, uh, money lines that I'm going to give you here are courtesy of betonline.ag. Let's start. Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace, Tottenham. I'm saying take Tottenham at minus 102. Uh, let's go to the Emirates where Arsenal are hosting the Canaries. I'm saying Arsenal over Norwich, minus 200 in that relegation battle. Uh, Man United, Newcastle at Old Trafford. And the reemergence and reappearance of Cristiano Ronaldo in a Manchester United shirt will happen. I'm saying take United over Newcastle at minus 500. Next up, the Battle of the Bees. Brentford, Brighton, a draw for me, plus 210. Then to the King Power Stadium for the upset of the weekend where Leicester City will face Manchester City. I'm saying take the draw at plus 310. I'm going to repeat myself. Take the draw at plus 310, Leicester City, Manchester City at the King Power. 
St. Mary's we go. Southampton hosting West Ham. I like the Hammers plus 145. I like the Hammers plus 145. Then Watford, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Take Wolves plus 130 for a 1-0 victory. Stamford Bridge where Chelsea host Aston Villa. Aston Villa, the long shots at plus 1,100. But don't take them. Chelsea going to win this one. Plus minus 335. Ellen Road, Leeds, Liverpool leads or leads Liverpool. Take Liverpool minus 135 in the last match. Everton Burnley on Monday at Goodison Park. Take Everton minus 135. Those are my picks. Go to betterline.ag. Make sure you gamble responsibly. I'll chat to you Monday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Cheers. Drop my truck in way to the motorway station. Fairly coming up on the left hand side. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.